Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Katherine Perry, and I'm your host. So today is kind of a continuation of the previous episode that I recorded introducing my spirit ally, Badger. And the whole purpose of this limited eight-part series is basically a return to my natural medicine. So what does that mean? Well, in Badger's episode, and I won't you know, go too, too deep into this. If you really want to know kind of the full story, you can just listen to probably the first 30 minutes of that one. I was reflecting upon every single language, every single healing modality that has appeared in my life. So everything from the chakra system to astrology to, you know, particular interpretations of the aura um, to numerology, to tarot. Um, I'm not sure which ones I've mentioned, even like crystals at one point, you know, I mean, I still have my crystals over there. Um, my relationship with them is just different. All of that is to say is that, you know, this world offers us so much information, you know, so much information that it can actually be a little bit overwhelming. You know, I touched a little bit upon, you know, just technology and the spread of information and how we are so kind of, it became kind of be overstimulated a little bit, um, by so much external information And I just kind of came to a place in my life where I was like, I really want to focus on the internal information. So I talked a little bit in the beginning about how we have, you know, a wellspring of knowledge within us. And I believe that, you know, whenever we go to healers or yeah, we, you know, we receive a healing session or we sit with anyone or we get any sort of reading you know, what they're really doing is translating that information, that intelligence, that unconditional love into their language, you know? So for example, in someone's language, I am an orange, like my main aura colors are orange and yellow, but in another actually um, aura language, I'm like blue and green. And then in a different one, um, I'm like pure indigo, you know? And then in this language that I'm going to be talking about today, I have like two key spirit allies, and then six other ones that I work with or engage with on a regular basis. And so what I find so interesting about, you know, different healers and readings and all that great stuff is, you know, anybody can read your energy. You know, like I said, like in another language, I'm a Leo sun, Pisces moon, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Anyone can read your energy, but what you really need to pay attention to is what makes you feel the most seen, you know? So for a while, for me, it was astrology. You know, when I was looking into, oh my gosh, you know, um, being a Leo sun, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, wait a minute, you know, Pisces moon, didn't see that coming. You know, that reveals a lot about me. I felt the most seen by the language of astrology at that time, you know, and then even within that, there are so many different astrology readers, you know, that can make you feel seen in very different ways, you know, which explains why we click with different readers at different times, right? And then, you know, 
couple years later, I found that, hmm, you know, astrology is like, it was great for me at the time, but I really feel seen right now by my aura colors, you know, and then I fell in love with, you know, a particular interpretation of the aura, created my own interpretation of the aura that's like so far gone um, from the traditional meaning. But then I really found that, you know, out of every single reading that I've received up until this point in my life, Nothing has made me feel more seen in literally like every single dimension and every fiber of my being, my soul, my spirit, as much as, you know, the readings I received from my animal um, plant allies, you know, so and they were revealed to me by a beautiful, wonderful, you know, amazing, brilliant, unparalleled shamanic practitioner Um, and I continue to work with them all the time. And I like to preface this by saying, you know, again, shamanism Um, It deserves our honor and it deserves our respect. You know, Um, shamanism has had a great impact on my life, but just because I've received a couple of readings um, by a shamanic practitioner does not make me a shaman or an authority on shamanism or anything like that. You know, I'm only talking about my allies. I don't know about any of the other ones um, until they're like revealed to me. So I just wanted to, you know, preface that quickly because we want to, you know, be sensitive and also you know, not appropriate anyone's culture, of course, you know, that's very, very important to consider. So with that short introduction, I'm going to introduce you to Jaguar. So in the previous episode, I talked a lot about Badger. It was Badger's episode and shared a lot about Badger's medicine. And Badger is kind of like my, it, it, he is my divine masculine side, you know? So I have two Out of my entire spirit family, I have two spirit allies that kind of speak to my soul's disposition, you know, who I really am underneath. Badger is half of the equation. So Badger is a lot about speaking and communication. And the reason I'm touching a little bit upon Badger's medicine in Jaguar's episode is because Jaguar is the divine feminine. So she is the direct opposite. Um... Badger's a lot, I think I said this, uh, a lot about speaking, communication, maybe not. Um, yeah, but speaking, communication, storytelling. And Jaguar is a lot about listening and patience. You know, they're, uh, they offer really, um, they offer a lot of medicine that is quite dualistic in nature. And I actually quite love that about them, you know, because they do feed into each other in a special way. You know, there is no like a part of great storytelling is active listening. You know, it's not only listening to your spirit, but it's also listening to the spirit of whom you're communicating with or um, just listening to God in general. You know, that makes you a better storyteller. Um, Yeah, so you just have to, uh, they offer two different medicines, different gifts that I'm constantly balancing and paying attention to. Um, But before we go deeper into Jaguar, the way I like to open Every single episode is just with a moment of silence. And what I like to do is I just say like a quick prayer. I like to invite in, you know, my spirit allies, you know, into the space to guide, you know, whatever exploration we are embarking on on that day. Um, You don't have to do that, of course. You can just, you know, take a moment to like set your intention. You know, what is it that you want to take away from this episode? You know, is there like a question or something that's been on your mind, or you can literally just use it as a moment of silence to kind of clear out the noise and just be receptive to whatever comes through. So I'm going to do that now. If you need more time, just feel free to hit the pause button and then we will get started with Jaguar.
Okay, perfect. So the first archetype that showed up for Jaguar is the bridge. And to be honest, I thought that the bridge... Okay, so sometimes when I... Um, when cards come through, I it's just like an ego thing. You know, you have sometimes like preconceived notions about which cards will come through for which auras and which relationships or if you're pulling cards um, for anything. Like if you have a tarot practice or if you work with oracle cards. Sometimes when you like develop a relationship with your deck or you really get to know your deck, you think you know which cards are going to show up. Um, but that's not always the case. You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I nailed that one. You know, I really thought that was going to show up. That's what was like kind of appearing in my head. And and that's what exactly what came through. And that happens for some of these cards, but the bridge was one of them, um, that was unexpected, but it actually showed up in a different aura. And this is where it gets, um, really, really fun to look at. The bridge actually shows up in one of my spirit kittens auras. Uh, it shows up in Care's aura. So basically, um, and again, this is where pulling cards and the archetype cards in general, they're just so mysterious. Whenever they show up and um, whatever, okay, let's just say this. Whenever two cards show up in an aura in general, that's my way of understanding that you know, whatever it is that I'm reading, like they're connected. So in this case, Jaguar and my spirit kit and care are both connected in that way, especially because the bridge is actually in the exact same position um, within both of their respective auras, right? Um, So that's why I love um, pulling cards because even when I think that um, like, oh, this particular energy, quote unquote, makes sense here. And I'm using air quotations because you really, there is no such thing, you know, as like, I mean, there is like, okay, yeah, sure. On an egoic level, this makes sense, but doesn't make sense on like a quantum level, you know, because maybe, yeah, I'm expecting the bridge. I was expecting the bridge. Um, the bridge makes a lot of sense, you know, on an egoic level um, and apparently on a quantum level within CARES aura. Um, but this is like, an interesting way of saying that Jaguar and care are actually a little bit more connected than I thought. And so I'm sure more of that will be revealed once I read the other aura. Um, But the bridge, I love the bridge. The bridge is a beautiful card. They're all beautiful cards, but um, I'm really feeling this one today. So it's green. Um, Green is a very healing color. It's very, I don't know. I, I get like this like soft, you know, compassionate, um, empathetic, loving, just vibration from the color green. I love the color green. Um, green's all around us, right? Green's in nature, etc. Um, but green has a lot to do with healing. And the bridge has a lot to do with making connections. So um, it's all about, you know, bridging the gap between different philosophies, you know, consciousnesses, you know, people, histories, um, places even in like a rather physical way. Um, I look at it as like, you know, sometimes even just connecting things that haven't been connected before, you know, um, that's the energy of the bridge. It's this energy of, again, making connections instead of building up walls, you know, building up walls and further like engaging in further separation. That's kind of like the shadow of the bridge. So when the bridge appeared and so now we have some context, right? And I'm sharing a little bit about Jaguar's medicine. So again, Jaguar, the key word here is listening. And so 
a lot of people, uh, or I was told with like Jaguar medicine, you know, sometimes have the gift of clairaudience, for example. So they are able to hear very clearly, um, which, you know, really, again, leans into her main medicine overall, um, just in terms of listening. So there's like listening on like a lot of levels. So there's listening just in like the most mundane, simple third dimensional level, which is like, if you're just in conversation with someone, you know, really listen to what they're saying. I heard, I remember I was in San Francisco. um, I was walking up this crazy hill, you know, all the hills, there are some really, really steep hills um, in San Francisco. And Oh, whose birthday was that? I'm not sure. Okay, so, but yeah, I was walking up um, this hill. It was like after breakfast. I was just alone listening to a podcast. It was a beautiful day. And at that point in the podcast, they were talking about active listening. And I'll, I I don't know why, but you know when certain things just stick with you, you know, every single day? This is one of them. And they were talking on the podcast and the guest noted how the host, you know, he was like, I really, and I'm extremely paraphrasing because this was years ago, um, but essentially he said that he really admired that the host was extremely present. And he was. Um, He said, this is like the first podcast I've been a guest on where the host has been extremely present. And I can tell that you're really listening to me. You know, you're really listening to me. And what you're not doing is thinking about what you're going to say next. And I, my, I don't know why I was just blown out of the water because I was like, whoa, I totally do that. You know, I'm like the, um, I don't even know what I was going to say about that. Um, but I do that all the time. Um, I did up until that point until I became aware of it. Um, and I could sense that about people too, you know, instead of, you know, really being present and really taking in, um, people's stories and what it is that they have to say, we're so used to thinking, okay, what am I going to say to that? What am I going to say to that? What am I going to say next? And, you know, making it all about ourselves, you know, um, instead of really taking in, you know, the multidimensional experience of conversation and of listening. And so what I love so much about the bridge and green and that showing up as, you know, the, within the personal activation center of Jaguar's aura is that, Basically, it all comes together to say there is so much connection and so much healing green in deep listening. And I have found that to be true in every area of my life, because here's what happens. You know, when you're sitting with someone and your ego's like, what am I going to say to that? You know, ho ho, what about this? Like, let me counter this or whatever it is that you're doing. If you are spending time, you know, like trying to anticipate, oh, what am I going to say next? You're not being present. And that's something, to be honest, um, I said this on the last podcast episode, Badger and Jaguar do speak to my natural, you know, soul's disposition in that, yeah, they are my um, divine masculine and feminine side, but there are certain dimensions, certain aspects of their medicine that I have yet to grow into, you know? Um, And this is one of them. You know, I don't think I was always in some ways I can see how like this medicine showed up naturally. But to me, listening is like an art. You know, that's how I treat it now. You know, listening is something that I practice every single day. I really do try to be a better listener um, because you pick up on so much, you know, Um, I was talking and this is where Badger and Jaguar come together. So it's kind of impossible to talk about them 
um, in particular in isolation, just like I'm sure it's going to be really difficult to talk about the three spirit babies in isolation too, um, because those are like a little sacred trio of their own. I can't wait to talk about them. Um, those three spirit kittens. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought there. That's fine though. Um, but this is all to say that when you're sitting with anyone, oh, that's what it was, Badger. So um, yes, Badger, a part of Badger's gift is, or one, yeah, one of um, Badger's gifts is being able to just perceive with great clarity and great truth, um, especially when it comes to, you know, situations, circumstances, and people. So Badger brings this medicine of, you know, whenever you're with anyone, and they're like, let's just say they're like, let's just say your friends like telling you about like their day at work. And so I don't know about like everybody else, but when someone's like telling me about like anything, it's I'm not only receiving information about like their day. I'm like, well, you're not really it's like weird, but I'm like, you're not really telling me about your day, you know, um, or like uh I rem- I'll never forget, like, so I love my sister. My sister is my favorite person on this earth. I remember um, we don't argue, like, at all. And, hey, maybe we should have more as kids. Um, but whenever we do, it really sticks out to me because it's just so rare. You know, she was, like, my best friend when I was a kid. Um, I was a really shy kid. Anyway, I'll never forget, like, our first major argument as, like, little, like, adolescents. Um, and we were arguing about a dishwasher, um, but I mean, to respect our privacy, I won't go into it like too, too deep, but let me tell you something. I remember sitting there before I knew any of this, before I knew about Badger, Jaguar, anything. And I was like, this is not about the dishwasher. Um, and so one thing I really do love about her, she's so, uh, she's such a green, if anything, is that when I told her, I was like, this isn't about the dishwasher, is it? Um, we were able to have like a real honest conversation. And I really appreciated that about her because some people, I mean, you know, and hey, to be fair, I guess sometimes, you know, because I think there is like a, there's like a thing that people do where they really over, you know, look into things. I just have like a, I think we all, we obviously, we all have just very different ways of observing creation. And we all have very different ways of interpreting and receiving the energy around us. So for me, it's never just like the third dimensional details. It's also the, and this is where the archetypes come in because they really do um, allow me at least to, you know, go even deeper beneath the surface. Um, So that's what I was saying before is there's like this third dimensional aspect of listening where, yeah, you're like listening to someone tell their story. um, And then there's like this, I don't even know what you would say. Like, let's just say like quantum listening, you know, where like you're, listening to the soul or you're listening to the spirit, that's how I define clairaudience, you know? So like, for example, um, my partner is extremely clairaudient, you know? And I, we both receive it in different ways. Um, yet like he gets more specific with like tones and voices and everything I receive is actually in my own voice for the most part. Um, so there's very, there's a, and this is where, again, Everything's so mysterious because there's so many ways to be clairaudient, but I'm telling you about my experience of it. And again, for me, it's listening to the soul, listening to the spirit. When I'm with him, I'm receiving so many messages, you know, from his soul, from his spirit, from his heart, etc. Um, yeah, but there's so many different ways in which to listen. And that's 
all again within the energy of the bridge because you know with the bridge when we're really listening to people like actually listening so we're not only listening you know with our heads to the third dimensional story but we're listening with our spirits to like what's really going on here that's where the magic happens and that and that's where like connection happens because when we do that we it's it's like we see each other oh and this is like I'm going to get into this in a second. Um, but we, maybe I'll talk about it now. Um, we really see each other, ourselves within one another. And we realize that we are exactly the same. And so in Jaguar's aura is actually Anima Mundi. So that is like the big sweeping uh, initiation of the entire archetypes deck. It's the last card in the deck. If you're familiar with tarot, it carries a similar energy of the world. So the the way I understand Anima Mundi, and I was actually just sitting with it because it popped up in like a different medicine circle or healing that I was doing, is like imagine that everything that you see, basically it's just creation. It's God, it's source, it's spirit, like kind of like reincarnated in every single physical vessel, you know? So you and I, we share the same soul. You know, it like, hey, there's like so many different ways of interpreting this. Um, again, like it's just words, you know, and certain words activate certain archetypes for me. So when I received that download, like, oh, we're just like creation. We are unconditional love, just like reincarnated into every single infinite possibility. I was like, oh, Anima Mundi, you know, that's exactly what that is to me. Um, so the bridge in Anima Mundi um, really play off of one another because, it, again, Anima Mundi is just understanding that none of us are actually separate, you know? So during this journey overall, so on this on the very first journey um, that the shamanic practitioner went on for me to meet my main spirit allies, Badger and Jaguar, um, she also provides additional uh, layers of meaning and medicine, you know, from the journey. And one of them was to play around with archetypes, and this is why. Again, we all have our own way of understanding that we are connected to everyone and everything. And the archetypes just like clicked for me. You know, again, for some people, it's like astrology. For some people, it's like the chakra system, whatever. Um, but what I did notice, by the way, when I was, you know, just looking at a history of every single language, I've gravitated towards the ones that have made the most sense to me or the ones that are rooted in archetypes, you know? So when I was taking a look at astrology um, and I was listening to this brilliant podcaster, Jeff, Jeff was basically treating the archi- or the um, like the signs like Leo and like the planets, like um, Mercury, Mars, um, everything as if they were archetypes. And I was, and so understanding astrology through an archetypal lens, I was like, whoa, you know, that, that it was just something I had never heard before. And I'm not saying he's like the first person, you know, um, Jeff's not the first person to do that. Uh, however, um, it was just the first one I heard, you know. Um, but yes, archetypes, they've taught me so much about just embracing duality um, in a way that is very healing, in a way that is very connective. So when I say that I'm like listening to the soul, listening to the spirit, it's like I'm listening to them, you know, through the language of the archetypes. So I talked a little bit about this with Badger. 
Um, but like, let's just, let me put it this way. I can listen to the archetypes, which is like, so again, archetypes are just a language. So I can listen to the spirit through archetypes, clear audience. I can also feel the archetypes as if they're like 78, like, you know, dimensions of emotion on the emotional spectrum, which is like clairsentience. So it's feeling the soul, the spirit, um, feeling God here. So hearing God, hearing the soul, the spirit, you know, feeling God, feeling the soul, the spirit. Um, and then there, there, and then there's clear cognizance, um, which is just like an inner vision. It's like a very clear knowing. So I can just know what archetypes are like happening. Um, I know God. I know unconditional love in that way. So again, that's clear audience, clear cognizance, and clear sentience. Um, but basically, I mean, those are again, those are all just ways of recognizing, you know, myself, recognizing, you know the unconditional love that's within me, within everyone else. And so that's why the bridge and Anima Mundi are so special. Um, And I love that they're kind of near each other in the aura, which is because, again, when you really listen to people and it's not just, you know, the third dimensional story. So when you're listening, yes, you need to listen. Um, This is where like, you know, we need our egos, right? We need our minds. We need to be conscious in that way or else, you know, we're not here. Um, so we need that to like understand the third dimensional story. And then like Claire audience, a beautiful gift from Badger helps me to listen to, okay, what's really going on underneath, you know? So in the most troublesome situations where I'm like, I am not too happy with you right now, you know, or my ego's like, mm, 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 you know, just like not um, in a great mood or not very happy with a person. It's like, I can't help but hear what is happening underneath. Um, and that makes you incredibly more compassionate, empathetic, um, sensitive, you know, patient. Um, a lot of those are green, but patience is a huge part of Jaguar's medicine. Patience, patience, patience. And we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but another part of, oh, do we want to go there? You know, we were talking, oh, let's go across. So we were actually talking about how Badger and Jaguar connect. And so a part of Badger's medicine is the comic. And yeah, let's do the comic. And so the comic is actually in this aura as well. And the comic is like, it's such a fun card. Um, Whenever I see it, I'm like, I'm just reminded not to take life too, too seriously. You know, if you meet me, um, you probably think I'm like a super serious person at first. It's just because I'm like, I'm not like shy, but like I can kind of be, you know, sometimes or I used to be when I was like around like new people, probably not so much anymore. Um, but you definitely wouldn't think of me as like a funny person. I don't think I am not like a comedian or anything, but the, basically the comics energy, um, it does a couple of things. Number one, in terms of the realm of take, not taking life too, too seriously, what it does is it invites us to step back to see the larger picture. And I've used that medicine so many times, you know? So If I'm like in a disagreement with someone and it seems like kind of heavy, I always take a step back and like, I'm always just looking at the larger picture and like, you know, and sometimes that just like brings a little bit of levity and a little bit of humor into the situation, which is something that we can all use sometimes. You know, if there's anything I've noticed, people take themselves too seriously for their own good. Um, And the beauty about humor is humor just disarms people. You know, so in those moments when it seems like things are getting, you know, a little bit too serious and they just don't need to be, 
you know, making a joke or making light of the situation, not to, you know, um, because there are, let me just say this, there are certain situations that do deserve, um, you know, our utmost attention and they need to be taken very seriously. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you know that it just doesn't run that deep and that some a bit of humor can just like remind people like, you know, let's just be grateful for where we are, you know, et cetera. Like this isn't, you know, necessarily something to get too worked up about. That's when the comic comes in handy. Um, and the comic is kind of like a little genius, like a secret undercover genius in that way. Because, you know, no. sometimes people underestimate the power of humor and levity. Um, the shadow of this, by the way, is like, again, making light out of situations where you're just not meant to do that, you know, that, again, need to be taken very seriously or being like sarcastic or something like that. That's like the shadow side of the comic. But the light side is, you know, when you recognize, you know, this is a little silly, you know, or, you know, this like conversation has run its course, like, Let's change it up a bit and remind ourselves of who we are and, you know, that we're not all so different. That's like the comic. And finally, just on this topic of listening, um, we have the poet, which also echoes this message of silence can be equally as powerful as talking. You know, you need them both. So, again, divine feminine is more listening um, well, th- this is actually a little bit different. So there's silence in conversation, which equates to listening. Like if you're the one being silent, then you are listening to, you know, whomever it is that you are sharing space with. And then there's also just silence in general, like silence in terms of meditation. So that is one of the things that really helps to cultivate Jaguar's, um, yeah, let's just say medicine or gifts is being silent and just being silent within your own self. So there's not only listening, you know, in terms of like other third dimensional parties, but also really cultivating a listening practice within your own spirit. And so, ooh, that actually ties in really well. So with that, we're going to jump over to Gnosis. So Gnosis is also another initiation card. It's a beautiful initiation card. And this brings us to like a kind of like a different area of Jaguar's medicine, which has to do a lot with lunar medicine and lunar uh, mysteries. So um, I think there were a couple of animals she described that had to do with this, but Jaguar is one of them. It's really connect. She's really connected to the moon and timing in general. And so I've always been like curious about the moon. I don't even know. um, Well, maybe this is exactly why. Um, but Gnosis is the initiation of following the inner knowing and studying something in the deepest way that's available to you. So it's kind of actually echoing what I was talking about earlier with returning to my natural medicine, right? You can learn so much from books, okay? Um, This is not to say, like, don't ever read a book ever again or don't ever learn about anything from anyone ever again, But as I said at the beginning of uh, Badger's episode, and then I touched on it very, very briefly in this episode, there's only so much you can learn from somebody else's wisdom, right? So this specific initiation is the initiation of directly learning from spirit. It's actually quite similar to the mentor in that way, Um, but the mentor is like a different flavor of um, that overall umbrella energy. 
Um, but yes, Gnosis is studying your passions in the deepest way available to you. So I'll run through an example. Jaguar is all about lunar medicine, right? So if let's just say you know nothing about the moon. Um, there are so many different ways to approach learning. You know, some of us are like more like researchers. So if you want to learn about the moon, you go on the internet and say, well, what's this phase of the moon? And what does that correspond to? And how does that relate to the seasons? And, you know, um, this like mystical meaning and, you know, what's this interpretation? You know, that kind of stuff. And maybe how does that relate to astrology? And then you read it in that language, you know, there's like a way of going about that. And then some of us, I feel like naturally have this like gnosis, like investigative energy where they're like, forget what everybody else is saying on the internet. I'm just going to pay attention to, okay, what does the moon look like outside? And then, you know, just, or you could like journal and just kind of pay attention to, okay, what's going on within me. And that's, what's going to allow me to develop my own meaning, you know? So gnosis is, Ooh, you know what it is? It's really, it's kind of like the developing your own language initiation. So I love this example of um, the woman that gave me my first aura reading, my first like official hour long aura reading. Her interpretation of the aura is her own, right? She was able to see auras from a very young age. Um, She didn't really know what they meant. And yes, you know, I do believe she has like a history in yoga. So she probably knows a little bit about the chakra system, et cetera. Um, But the way she describes it is, She was like, it's like having a language that you don't know what it means and you have to decode it yourself, you know? So she did a lot of readings and, you know, paid attention to, you know, what clients had, what colors and the connections between them. That is the beautiful energy of Gnosis. It's really doing the investigation for yourself and channeling your understanding directly from spirit versus reading in a book. And Again, I love that example because that relationship really inspired me, right? I didn't know anything about the aura before her. Um, I really, I felt very, very seen by her interpretation of the aura. And it also aligned with what I saw. You know, she said, you have a lot of um, orange and yellow and you got some green at this time. And I noticed, oh, wait a minute, you know, in my own findings, I've found that I saw orange and yellow within my own aura the most, you know? So then I, you know, develop my own relationship with the aura colors, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is to say that that kind of relationship is the initiation of Gnosis. It's when either, you know, you've come to a point in something that you're really interested in where you're like, another book is not going to bring me deeper, you know? So I have to find a way to really you know, learn about this on my own and really, you know, hone that relationship with creation on my own. Or it's just the energy of getting started and understanding that nothing is more powerful than your observation of creation. So back to like the moon example, you know, nothing is going to be more powerful and more personal and more intimate than you literally looking out your own window, you know, paying attention or, you know, and this is where like, you know, we have technology, right? So you can use an app to see, you know, what phase the moon is in, you know, what degree, what angle, you know, I'm not well averse in, you know, all the specifics. Um, so you can look outside, you can use an app, you know, whatever it is that makes you feel the most connected, but then you can pay attention to, okay, well, what's going on? You know, what dreams am I having? You know, moons are very, like the moon phase, et cetera. Moons are really connected to dreams, you know? So what's going on in that subconscious realm? Um, 
Or if you're like a tarot or like a card person, like what cards do I pull, you know, around this phase of the moon? Um, how do I feel? You know, there's so much different data that you can kind of collect for yourself. Um, and so as I've leaned into Jaguar's medicine, that's something that I've been looking at. You know, I've always been like someone that really loves looking at dreams, even from when I was like younger. It's just a curiosity that I've always had. I've always like run out to my friends and been like, tell me about your dreams, you know? Um, still now I'm like, literally everybody just text me your dreams, you know, so I can like analyze them and like tell you what they mean or like, cause I think they're just so fascinating. Right. Um, but that's that energy. And that a part of that does have to do with, um, Jaguar's medicine of listening. And again, it's not only listening to other people, but it's really just listening to your own soul and your own spirit and, you know, the unconditional love and the creation and the God within you and what, you know, basically the universe, the cosmos within you is communicating with you, you know? So again, Badger and Jaguar, very opposite, you know, um, like for example, Badger's very bold and like eager, um, very like bright energy, like very like out there, like divine masculine, right? And Jaguar is more like calm, like patient, receptive. Badger's really, really impatient. You know, Jaguar knows when to wait. Badger wants it now, you know. Um, they're very, very different, um, but they have very complementing energies and powers in that way, you know, that they are direct opposites. Um, but that's basically, that's like Gnosis and the poet um, is listening to yourself so you can cultivate, you know, basically learning about the cosmos, learning about the universe in your own channeled way. And then back to the poet a little bit. Um, the poet is, I love the poet. It's a very, it's a liminal card, right? Um, so it understands that, you know, this world is simultaneously personal and impersonal. Um, it understands like the bigger picture and the larger picture, you know, the macrocosm, the microcosm. And what I love about the poet, and I use this example, you know, whenever the poet comes up. So poetry has never been my strong suit. You know, even when I was like all the way back in high school, middle school, whatever, whenever the poetry unit would come around, um, I would like roll my eyes because I was like, I can't write poetry. I remember even when I was like a senior in high school, I wrote a poet about a, a poem about a river. Okay. I just was not like in touch with my writing voice at all. Um, and I struggle with poetry, but what I always loved about poetry, I have my favorite book of poems over there, is that we can all look at the same thing and all derive very different meanings when we kind of combine the energy of gnosis and really get in touch with, you know, what feelings are arising here, what memories, you know, what dimensions of our history, um, what's coming up as I read this poem and so when you kind of really get into that deep level of individualization, you understand that like that's like the magic of poems, you know, and that's what I mean by this world is so personal and impersonal because we can all look the same poem, you know, like an impersonal piece of work, you know, that somebody else wrote and all have a very different, deep personal experience. So I'm going to say that again. We can all look at the same poem and or like, you know, what, an archetype. You know, an archetype is a great example of this. So let's just say we're all, you know, taking a look at the bridge. You know, we all look at the bridge 
The bridge is in every single one of us. So it's impersonal because it belongs to all of us. However, we all have different experiences of the bridge in the same way that we all have different experience. We all have the mother inside of us. We all have the father within our spirits too. Yet when we observe them in our own life and how they play out, it's very personal. It's very different. So the archetypes, all 78 of them belong to all of us, but they all manifest very differently in our lives and I'll have very different medicine to bring in our lives. You know, that's why I love using the archetypes um, even within this podcast. You know, at the beginning of this, I said, you know, set your intention or call in, you know, whatever spirit guides, angels, ancestors you want to call in to like guide you through your exploration. Because even though, you know, there are 12 archetypes here in front of me to create this full aura, they all mean something specific to me, but they all might provide different medicine to you. And they are big enough energies, big enough, you know, powerful, loving, unconditionally loving containers where they can, you know, provide all of this medicine, this very personal medicine for you that I don't even know about, you know? Um, so that's the poet's energy. And then we actually have the underworld. So when, remember when I said Jaguar's medicine is largely about like dreams, etc. Um, it's also, it all, so Jaguar, all, oh, and the moon. Yeah, like dreams, the moon, lunar medicine, etc. Jaguar in particular is connected to like the winter and like the dark moon, um, which I believe is like the new moon. Yeah, that would make sense. The dark moon. So like the new moon. Um, and so the new moon is the cusp between like endings and the beginning. So it's right between the waning moon and the waxing moon. And so the underworld is, it seems like kind of dark, you know, and it's like third dimensional nature, right? Um, it's like the deepest of the shadow realms. And so, but a part of Jaguar's medicine is she has this ferocity about her, um, but it's rooted in wisdom. And, but it's not, it's rooted in wisdom, but not pain and fear. So that really speaks to the relationship that we develop with the underworld. So again, the underworld is not like the most pleasant place for your ego to be. You know, it is the shadow realm. It's all about like nightmares. You know, it's like your deepest pain and your worst fear. You know, so, you know, not the place we want to go on vacation to, you know. Um, but the be- again, the beautiful part about Jaguar is Jaguar has this beautiful relationship with you know, this dimension of medicine that is the underworld. You know, when we come out of the underworld, you know, we're deeper, you know, friends, partners, family members, you know, we're more integrated, we're more embodied, you know, we're more sure of ourselves, we're more confident. And so that's what it means by like, you know, she has this ferocity that is rooted in wisdom. So the wisdom that you gain from confronting, you know, whatever it is, in the underworld, you know, that pain, that fear, you know, those nightmares, you know, whatever it is, the trauma, everything, you know, so that's where her confidence, that's where her power comes from. And we're going to talk about that because that is another dimension of her medicine. It has a lot to do with reclaiming your power. Um, but yes, in general, um, Jaguar, the dark moon, the new moon, the cusp between endings and beginnings, she's all about potential. She's all about like sacred deaths and evolution, you know, the waning moon, you know, letting go of whatever it is you need to let go of new moon, 
starting again, again, full of potential and then evolving. It's like the cycle of evolution. You know, you let go of whatever you need to let go of. Then you're in like infinite possibilities territory with the new moon. And then you can continue to evolve with the waxing moon. And then you continue to go through this cycle of evolution of like, you know, infinite possibilities, you know, um, giving energy and love to whatever it is that you want to nurture and then letting go of what you don't need to, you know, that's like the pattern of sacred deaths, you know, around and sacred deaths, sacred transformation, you know, that's like the cycle of the moon um, from Jaguar's perspective. So we have the bridge, Anima Mundi, the comic, Gnosis, the poet, the underworld. And now we're going to move on to the ring. So I briefly touched upon this, but not too much in depth. Jaguar it's like, yes, she is very much connected to um, lunar medicine, moon cycles, and timing. So a big part of her medicine is timing. Um, and so for that, of course, we have the ring, which is all about timing. Um, there's actually two cards, three, you know, tentatively, um, in the entire deck but two that really, really speak to the medicine of timing, and that's the ring and Kairos. But the ring and Kairos are very, very different. So Kairos is an initiation card. It's basically like divine timing, you know, being guided by divine timing, mythic timing, etc. Um, the ring is a little different, though. So the ring kind of acknowledges that it's like quantum time, you know? Um, it's very much, you know, acknowledging that, you know, different people, different situations are in your life, you know, kind of like for a reason, a season or a lifetime, if you've ever heard of that before. But then also everybody's timelines are interconnected, you know, so it's kind of like it's a little bit like the vessel, which is actually Jaguar's main card where you receive the that one's a little different, but it still echoes this message of you receive the dimensions of God, spirit creation in your life at the time that you need them. And they also leave, you know, whenever, you know, their like mission is complete, you know? And so sometimes people come in for a reason. Sometimes people come in for a season and then sometimes other people come in for a lifetime, you know? Um, and so it's kind of up to you to discern between the two, but yes, Jaguar has this brings the gift of timing. And, you know, she says, however you engage with time. So basically, you know, when to go ahead, you know, when to wait, when to stop. Um, those are all choices that you make also with the gift of observation. And those are all like choices that you make, you know, hopefully from a cultivated place of silence and observation, you know, so like pay attention, you know, slow down, um, merge, you know, with your sense of feeling, intuition, you know. Um, so she brings a lot of timing and patience and, you know, um, kind of, you know, keep it or, yeah, just like slow down a bit. And what's interesting is like Badger, Jaguar, um, another spirit ally of mine, Hummingbird, they're all really dynamic animals just in their own way. You know, Hummingbird has really, really quick wings, um, so hummingbirds really, you know, dynamic in that way. Um, badger's always moving in the earth. And then jaguar brings, though, a very different dimension of movement, which is, you know, 
And we're going to talk about this because a part of this, her medicine is about timing and pacing, which is just like a little bit different. Um, but this is more, her medicine is more, you know, stillness, knowing that at one point, you know, she will be in movement, you know, and like kind of waiting for the right opportunity. So she's not always moving. You know, it's not like um like sharks, like they always move or they die or something like that. Um, Jaguar is still when she needs to be still and then moves, you know, like when she needs to. And so there's like the flip side of the ring, which I never consider um, because usually, you know, it's interesting whenever we do or whenever I do reading. So I've noticed this a lot with the way people read. And this is where like perspective really matters um, and paying attention to the subject of whatever it is that you're reading. You know, we usually re- read with respect to ourselves. And of course we do, right? Um, we don't read for other people without their permission, hopefully, you know, because like boundaries, energetic boundaries, boundaries of all kinds. But the flip side of the ring is remembering that, yes, people come into your life for a reason, a season, a lifetime. Um, and all of those quantum timelines are interconnected, um, et cetera, et cetera. But you also do that for other people. You know, sometimes you're in, you know, other people's lives for a reason, a season, a lifetime. So you kind of have to balance, you know, both perspectives at the same time. And I always find it interesting when I feel called to pay attention to that perspective, like, you know, it's kind of like a little bit of like the prayer, the prayers medicine, which is, you know, not putting your ego at the center of the story you know, so, and like taking yourself out of the center and really observing, okay, what's really like going on here. So for example, I could say I'm in my mom's life or my mom isn't the way I usually look at things. I'm like, okay, my mom is in my life for X, Y, Z, but also on the flip side, I'm in her life for X, Y, Z, right? Um, same with my dad, you know, or the same with like my friend, you know, I've had my like friends that have come into my life for like a season or for a very, very specific reason. Um, And then I was in their life for a specific reason as well. And so I think it's always interesting to like flip back and forth between both perspectives um, because they're both equally important to pay attention to. Um, But yes, that is like the huge medicine of time. And then we have the gem. So the gem actually carries hummingbirds energy, which I you know, said, you know, hummingbird is a very dynamic animal. Um, But a part of the medicine that jaguar brings that I was like surprised by when I saw is like um, leadership, entrepreneurship. So during the reading, the shamanic practitioner mentioned that usually people with jaguar energy are involved with multiple projects or businesses um, or they're really skilled and gifted within many pursuits. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, you know how, you know how there's like some like, or maybe not. Um, there were a lot of like clear cut themes here. Again, listening, patience, silence, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then sometimes you like random dimensions come in where you're like, okay, cool. Entrepreneurship too. Um, you know, being able to be skilled at many different things. Like that's a lot of fun. Um, so that's like one of those. And so what's interesting about that to me is hummingbird is actually uh hummingbird came through on the third journey. And it was like, you know, it was mainly hummingbird and badger, but Jaguar was there too. And that was the one where I did ask, like, hmm, I'm like curious, like, 
you know, what do my spirit allies have to say about my career path, et cetera, because I always like, you know, receiving clarity um, in different dimensions and in different ways. So I found it very interesting that Hummingbird's energy showed up within Jaguar and Hummingbird actually showed up in a lot of these um, in a lot of these auras. So I'm interested to see how um, they are all connected. But in terms of like, like it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that Hummingbird and Jaguar are connected in that way. And now we have the box. So again, the box is also, the box is representative of my third spirit kitten's energy spring. And spring is about, um, spring is connected to the, our individual expressions of the refreshing, refreshing spring of mother earth and spirit. Sorry, that's a mouthful. Um, let me say that one more time. So spring's main medicine is how I connect to, you know, the refreshing, refreshing spring of Mother Earth and Spirit. Basically, that's just like a long-winded way of saying spring is my third spirit kitten that is connected to my soul's purpose. I didn't, I mean, I thought that was rather interesting and I asked a follow-up question about that, um, but that apparently was another journey entirely. So I'm just like, you know, it's just like mysterious and it's like kind of like a cool connection. Um and speaks to how we're all like connected to each other. But um, this card is the box. I think I mentioned that. Um, so ja a part of Jaguar's medicine, I mentioned it briefly, is about reclaiming your power. And so that's a lot of the box and the maiden. So for me, I mean, a lot of power, you know, resides in like our purpose, our mission, our refreshing spring of mother earth and spirit that's like within us, you know, to me, that's like the ultimate wellspring of power. And for me, the way that I continually access that is by breaking out of the box. So as you might have guessed, the box is all about like getting outside our comfort zone. You know, there are certain like structures um, that help us and that there and then there are others that don't, you know. Um, so, for example, I enjoy having a roof over my head. I'm very grateful to have a roof over my head. Uh, I'm not talking about like structures like that. Um, but then there are others that, you know, we kind of have to break out of um, because they limit our creativity. So, for example, I went to university for computer science, right? Um, that's like a label I carried for, with me for a long time. I'm a computer science engineer, so I'm meant to do computer science engineering. It's like software engineering, etc. Um, that may very well be true, except it's not really at all. Um, but I held on to that label for such a long time. And what I didn't realize is it, it just limited my creative expression. You know, it limited that refreshing spring of, you know, mother earth and spirit, um, and all of the ways in which it could multidimensionally express, you know, maybe I'm like, so basically it's just like a, a long winded way of like long winded and interesting way of saying that, you know, we all have infinite possibilities within us. And the box, whenever it shows up anywhere, it says, just don't limit yourself. Don't label yourself as X. And then you can't experience Y or Z because you're X, you know? And I love, you know, when I think about like um, the box, like my favorite example is like within, you know, gender and like um, sexuality, like fluidity. 
you know, when people say like, I'm might not, it's like the, like the Kinsey scale or something, you know, which basically says like, you know, a lot of people, you know, some people might be like all straight, not everybody is, you know? Um, and so just giving your, like releasing labels in order to explore different dimensions of yourself, that's the box. And to, you know, explore the different dimensions of that wellspring. So it doesn't even have to be that, you know? Um, it could be like, like saying like, I, huh, okay, my favorite ice cream is vanilla. Okay. But even saying that is putting me into the vanilla box, you know, maybe my, uh, favorite ice cream could be strawberry. Mm, yes. Okay. Or maybe it could be passion fruit. All right. Maybe it could be caramel or cookies and cream or cookie dough. Um, what else do I really like? Like, okay, you get the point, but like if I say I only like vanilla, then okay, great. I'm the person that likes vanilla, but maybe I have a different ice cream. Or like my favorite color, look, it's always been pink. Um, I've always said over and over again, my I'm my name is Catherine. You know, my favorite color's been pink. It's been pink since I chose that when I was five. Maybe I could have a new favorite color. Maybe my favorite color could be orange, you know? Like they seem like silly examples. Um, but the box says, you know, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself with, you know, labels that you put on yourself, you know? Ooh. I might write about that later. Um, but again, we're all multidimensional quantum expressions of creation. You know, so going back to Anima Mundi, you know, which is basically the perspective that we all share the same soul and that we all, all we are all infinite possibilities um, just, you know, incarnated into, you know, very different vessels, you know? So for example, for me saying, even me saying, my name is Katie, you know, that's like an act of separation because by saying, you know, my name is Katie, my name is Catherine or whatever. Um, I'm like separating myself and saying, I am my own over here. And so it, it I think it really just depends on the experience that you want, you know, to be quite honest. Um, because some people have, and, you know, sometimes you have to balance, you know, boundaries or you can have like maybe boundaries on like an ego, like a third dimensional level. Um, but then on a, but then on a soul level really understand like, oh, I'm not separate, you know, I'm not really Katie, you know, I'm really creation. I'm really unconditional love. I'm really the cosmos, et cetera. You know, so what the box speaks to is, you know, be careful with the labels, you know, be careful with, um, your words in general. Um, because the words that you use to describe yourself really shape your perception of what is going on here. You know, so again, I could say I'm Katie or I could say I am a Leo sun. I could say I'm an orange and a yellow. I could say I'm a life path eight. I could say all of these things. Um, but just be careful. You know, it's like not it's like not a bad thing. You know, you can have it's like you can have whatever labels you want, you know, Labels can be incredibly, and this is just because a part of Jaguar's um, medicine is reclaiming power, particularly feminine power, but that's the maiden. Oh, you know what? Actually, those two go really well together. So the maiden, let's talk about the maiden for a little bit. The maiden is orange. Orange is really creative. It's really free. It's so vibrant. It's so fun. It's magnetic. That's orange. Um, and the maiden is very explorer. It like the maiden. It's like it's very much like an exploration energy. You know, the maiden's not afraid to get in trouble and like, um, I don't know, kind of just you know 
Oh, yeah. The Maiden's like within the Maiden Mother Chrome trio. Um, so like that cycle of evolution within ourselves, you know, and just again, in the ways in which we evolve um, throughout linear and quantum time, basically, you know, the Maiden's like the first stop or like the first phase. It's the exploration phase. It's the you know, who am I phase, you know, it's the let's like get a taste of this, let's get a taste of this, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's all fun, you know? So that's a part of like reclaiming, you know, our power, um, our vitality. And so when we kind of engage with that, like explorative, you know, side of ourselves, that's how we grow in power and creativity. Um, and so the box, again, it's like, Pay attention to what labels you use and make sure they do empower you. Because again, you know, for a long time, me saying I'm an orange and I'm a yellow, that helped me a lot, you know, in terms of understanding myself. Um, But there might be, there might come a time when it's just not, and I got to get out of that box, you know? Um, There might come a time where I'm like, you know, describing myself as a Leo son, like at first I was incredibly empowering. Oh my gosh, I went through this entire um, journey with my Pisces moon when I learned um, like, yeah, I really am a Leo, but like, you know, there's entire, there's this entire side of Pisces that I just didn't even see within myself, you know? So labels can help us see ourselves. We just need to make sure they don't limit ourselves and make sure that we shed them, you know, when it, it, when it, whenever it comes time that we just don't need them anymore. All right. So the mountain, so the mountain really reiterates and reflects everything that I said about timing. But again, this is more about timing and pacing. So we had timing in terms of like universal time, cosmic time, quantum time. That was more the ring. Um, the mountain, the mountain brings this energy of the linear journey. So, you know, let's just say we're on the middle of the mountain, right? We, the mountain teaches us to, you know, appreciate how far we've come up the mountain and appreciate how far we have to go, you know, but to also stay very present with where we are because where we are is exactly where we need to be, you know? So there's a lot about timing there, honoring your time. Um, And then as you continue to move up the mountain, pacing yourself and guarding your energy, you know, in a way in which, so that you are sustainable, you know, again, appreciating where you are, appreciating where you have come and appreciating where you have yet to go, but not trying to like, I don't know, run up, you know, the rest of Mount Fuji, you know, and do it all in one day when you could really just, I've never been to Mount Fuji. I'm just using it um, as an example. Um, But not racing all the way up there so that you miss like the beauty and the gems along the way, you know, because all aspects of like, I guess you could call uh, quote unquote, the journey have something to offer us. And sometimes when we're looking like too far, like we're time traveling, like we're looking in the past or we're looking in the future, we miss, you know, whatever it is that's going on in the present. And again, for me, a big thing that I need to tap into a lot of the time with Jaguar has a lot to do with presence. You know, I could do a lot more to, you know, be more present. Um, But this is also, again, not only to be present, but just to make sure you're like a sustainable human being Um, and maximizing your energy, but making sure that you don't burnout. I burned myself out in university. Okay. I could have really, you know, that's like when I was like in Jaguar's shadow, I was so burned out all the time. I was like burning whatever, both ends of the wick, um, like whatever, like the candle. Um, 
yeah, I was burning myself out all the time, you know? So I've ha- I had to learn a lot, you know? Um, I burned out a lot, I would say my first two years. And then my last two, I had to learn a lot about, you know, what does it mean to maximize my energy and to, you know, pace myself so that I am a sustainable person so that I do sustain myself. So I have some sense of balance and don't burn myself out. Um, so that's a little bit of the mountain. And then finally we have the heart. So, um, Jaguar also brings this medicine of someone who's very intuitive intuitive and very empathic um basically what she says is to trust your inner visions and you know don't necessarily just dismiss them as imagination and so like the bridge the heart is also green and again green is a lot of um empathy it it is compassion sensitivity patience um healing etc um But being heart-centered is incredibly powerful. And it echoes the message really, really well of the bridge that whenever you are, you know, with someone and you're sharing space with anyone, try and stay as heart-centered as you possibly can. You know, and at the root of everything, you know, that has always helped me. And again, there are certain phrases that click with me because I'm a very, like, auditory person. Um, And for a while being heart-centered did really click with me. And so also it's worth saying, we all need to find our own ways of being heart-centered because when I was originally introduced to, you know, what does it mean to be heart-centered? Um, the, people gave me like, I was like given the practice of like, look up your favorite, like cute, fluffy animal. And that did help. You know, I looked up a lot of cute, fluffy sheep and I was like, oh, that's so cute. Um, uh, yeah, so that puts me in like my heart center for like a second. Um, but I think there's also something to be said as, you know, finding your sustainable heart center. You know, what does that really look like? What practices really keep you in your heart center? Like if I want to, you know, do it really quickly, then yeah, looking at a picture of a cute sheep, that uh, really helps me. Um, but this, the heart Yes, it's all it's about like Jaguar's gifts of being, you know, incredibly intuitive and incredibly empathic um, and trusting your heart and trusting your inner visions, you know, which, which is a little bit of gnosis, too. Um, but really listening, I guess, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, because a lot of Jaguar's medicine is about listening, listening to your heart as well um, and listening to the hearts of others, because ultimately it's not just about you. It's about other people. Um but yeah, that that kind of medicine is reflected kind of everywhere, um, which is, you know, Jaguar is all about cultivating stillness and silence so that you can really listen in not only to your own heart, but the hearts of other people's as a means for, you know, true, deep, empathic connection and like healing connection, which is the bridge. Because again, with Anima Mundi, we're not really separate. You know, so when I'm listening to, you know, my mom's heart, I'm really listening to mine. You know, when I'm listening to my partner's heart, I'm really listening to mine. You know, when I'm listening to my friend's heart, I'm really listening to mine. And again, it's the same person with the same with like a person I've never met before. You know, and that's, I believe, what creates true connection. The bridge is when we understand when we find our own way of understanding that we are all the same. We are all unconditional love. We are all the cosmos, you know, just 
in different vessels, you know, reincarnated in different vessels simultaneously. So when you look into somebody's eyes, you're looking at yourself. But again, and I've said this before, you know, I can say that to you. And I've had that said to me, believe me, so many times, but I didn't understand it until I found it with my within my own heart. I didn't understand it until I came to my own understanding. Um, so we all need to find our own ways of, you know, connecting. And that's, oh, ooh, okay. So that's the purpose of Gnosis. So I brushed upon Gnosis before, um, and this is still true, but this is where, again, medicine is quantum. It's very multidimensional. So gnosis in Jaguar's aura does not mean just one thing. You know, it means so many things. It's in the same way that I could look at this. If I read this aura tomorrow, it probably would have been completely different, to be honest. But I'm reading it today. Um, The reason why gnosis is so important in conjunction with the bridge and why we do. Oh, yes. I love this download. Um, why we really do need to really dig deep into our and channel our own languages and you know, really pay attention to, you know, what means the most to us is because it does amplify our connection. So I'll go back to the astrology example. We can all look at astrology, right? I did. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but, and like, uh, uh, honestly, I was like a little bit further down and like getting closer to like, oh, archetypes, you know, that makes the most sense to me. Um, but I, I remember the day I was like listening to Jeff's podcast and I was like, I'm not channeling it in the same way. I'm not channeling my own understanding of astrology in the same way that Jeff is. And here's why it's really important. So again, when you're just sitting with someone, you know, let's just say you're sitting with a friend and, you know, you're listening to whatever they're saying. You need to be able to listen to what they're saying and also just like download your own like deeper understanding of what's really going on in their soul so you can create that true connection. You know, what you're not going to do, um, like just for some contrast here, is sit with your friend um, and then as they're talking, like whip out a book on astrology, you know, um, to see like what's really going on there. Or maybe you do it later. I don't even know. Um, that's not, that doesn't really allow you to stay present is all that I'm saying. Um, so that in a nutshell is the overall importance of gnosis. So again, studying whatever you're like following your inner vision, following your heart, you know, back to the heart a little bit um, in the deepest way available to you, which is again, channeling directly from spirit. So um, my previous like mentor and reader, you know, she takes a look at an aura and she just channels what it means in the present moment because she's developed her own language, you know? So now when I'm with like people and like an archetype comes to mind, I'm like, I know what's going on here, you know? And so that's the power of Gnosis, you know, really leaning in and really digging deep with respect to a particular language. Um, and by the way, it doesn't have to, I use a lot of like archetypy ones. Um, it could be crystals, okay? It could be essential oils. It could be, um, uh, it could be dreams, like I mentioned. It could be like other, I don't even know. What else is out there? There's just so much. Um, other oracle cards, other forms of like divination, like people read palms, people read tea leaves, um, you know, anything. You know, so if you're sitting with somebody reading a cup of tea, I guess you could read the leaves too. Um, there's just so much out there or something more connected with nature and the elements doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's more about your relationship with it. 
and you know how that you know connection with whatever that is what that allows you to do is again it's like it's like the whole thing about the deeper that you connect with your own soul and your own spirit that's a like the deepest way that you can connect with your own soul your own spirit this is kind of like the ocean a little bit is the deepest that you can connect with anyone else's and the same way in which you connect with your own soul your own spirit is the like the way that you connect to other people's, you know? So people that engage in deep, deep self-study with like, you know, numerology and they learn about in that way, you know, they can also, you know, read people in the numerology language. And that's what creates, you know, this deep, long-lasting, sustainable connection, um, anima mundi, with all different aspects of the cosmos, all different aspects of yourself, you know, continuously being reflected in the universe. So I'm going to leave that with, I think that's like my favorite medicine so far from um, Jaguar in this aura is understanding that the way in which you deeply listen to your own spirit and you have to cultivate that connection and that language um, because language ultimately is the bridge. Your language, your, you know, whatever tool it is that you use is the bridge between um, God and everything else, you know, the God within you and the God within another person, you know, so you have to build that bridge, right? You have to cultivate that bridge. You got to, you know, decorate that bridge. You know, you can do whatever it is that you want to that bridge, but you got to build the bridge in the first place um, and building that bridge. So that way it is instantaneous and it is, you know, in such a way that you can be present in the present moment. Um, that's something really, really important because again, yeah, I mean, there was a time, like, for example, when I was like looking into astrology and I was like, I, I know a little bit about like what Virgo means. And I know a little bit about what being a, being a Taurus means. So when I was like with my mom, she's a Taurus, you know, I was like, oh, you know what? I understand. I, I like get what's going on here. Um, but nothing compares to the downloads I received when I was like, I know what archetype is going here because I channeled it for myself. You know, there's just nothing that compares to that. And so you know, it was because, you know, the archetypes helped facilitate such a deep, you know, self-connection that when I, you know, branched out and I was like, oh, this helps me, you know, connect to the souls of, you know, the different dimensions of the cosmos within other people, like a lot clicked for me, you know? So that's the energy of, you know, the bridge in Gnosis. Um, and then again, remembering that timing is everything, you know, um, that's something I have yet to like investigate more. Um, is my relationship with time. Um, because again, Badger's rather impatient and that's like a part of me as well. So balancing those gifts, um, that's going to be interesting. So that's it for today. That's like a nice introduction into, you know, Badger's, oh, my bad, Jaguar's medicine. Um, in order to close the episode, I like to do the same thing I do when I open it. Take a moment of silence. I say thank you to my spirit family you can say thank you to yourself, you know, reflect upon your intentions, etc. See what you want to investigate further. Um, so I'm going to take a quick pause now. And if you need more time, you hit the pause button and I will see you on the other side. Okay, perfect. So thank you so much for listening to this episode on Jaguar. Um, I'm really enjoying recording these introduction to my spirit family episodes 
I can't wait to record the rest and I will speak to you soon.